Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Real Hero Talk podcast. And joining me today in the hallowed halls of Hero Talk, I have the Black Dragon himself. Vernon, how's it going? Great. How are you? Good. And you know when Vernon's in the house, it must be Hero Bites time. So it is Hero Bites episode five. And I am 95% sure we are actually on episode five. But I didn't look. But <laughs> we didn't look before this. 95% sure is more than enough to just call it episode 5 and just move on with our lives. Fair enough. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So sorry. We're recording this one a little bit late. Just a little explanation ahead of the podcast here. Uh, we usually record about a week before it goes up. So I have time to edit. But last week, my voice was gone. I mean, it was just it was just completely gone. You can hear it a little bit if you go back and listen to the uh, the gamer uh, the gamers without borders I was on. Mm-hmm. You can kind of hear it start to crack a little bit and start to fade away. And uh, I recorded a, a point streak later that night, which I think is going to go up either this week or next. And yeah, then it's even a little bit worse on that podcast. <laughs> and so by the time it came, you know, to record Hero Bites, I was just gone. Like I I had a whisper, and that was all I had. So I had to say like, okay, we gotta. We got to push this off several days until my voice can recover. Well, it's good to have you back. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent, but it, I think I'm good enough that we can actually record a podcast. So we're going to get this voice. up, but That'll this one, we are, uh, this is going to be posted probably within an hour of, of the finishing recording because I'm just going to, I'm just going to run it through a couple of filters to make sure the sound levels are good, and I'm going to slap the music on the beginning and the end, and then this one's just going live almost right away. All right, let's see if uh, let's see if we've got some good improv here. Yeah, let's see what we can do because basically everything makes the podcast, and it's just so I haven't <laughs> looked at any like specific. You know, I know we can we can do new news, but the news today is absolutely horrifying, so I don't want to look at it. So we're just going to go with what we've already planned on talking about. How's that? Agreed. All right. So first story. Well, first of all, Vernon, how you doing? We haven't we haven't I'm we great. haven't done our we haven't done our back and forth yet. How are you doing? Well, I'm great. I'm great. I'm actually just uh just excited to be, you know, back in the back in the writer's chair, just writing up a storm as of late. No kidding. What what are you what are you writing? Are you still doing um, uh, the stories? Yes, yes. Uh I actually I'm almost done with a short story about it's like a Batman-ish character. His name is Midnight, but it's from the criminal's perspective. Okay. Um, I remember a Sin cast, actually, for the, the guys over at CinemaSins were talking about a Batman type of movie, but from the criminal's perspective, like, he's hunting them. And mm-hmm. so, like, I'm like, that would be awesome. I'd love to see that. And so I was like, oh, well, I could just write that. Because um, I don't think I'm ever going to see that on this on the big screen. No, which would actually be very interesting. I'd like to see yeah. that. Hmm. So that the character that I have, he's just like a, a leader of some small time crew, and they like you know they crack a safe or something, and you know he's the 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 the, the, the superheroes looking for the buyer, so he tracks them down um, at the potential trade off and everything, and so like you know it's in a warehouse, and you know he makes it seem like he's a monster coming after them. So uh, it's it's. It's interesting. I like it. Okay. Oh, good to hear you've been you've been doing that. I have, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to say I have all this fun stuff I've been doing. I haven't done much of anything. I did. I did play oh. a couple of video games, but this is really isn't the podcast to talk about it. But uh, I haven't been able to watch anything. I still haven't seen Luke Cage, and everyone knows that I'm dying to oh. see Luke Cage. I still haven't seen Luke Cage, so, so which good. means I haven't seen Iron Fist, which means I definitely haven't seen the Defenders. I'm. I guarantee you can skip Iron Fist and go right to the the Defenders. I'm okay with that. I've not heard anything good about Iron Fist, and he's not a character I actually care about. 
The I only thing I know about Iron Fist is he hangs series. out with Power Man. That's it. There you go. And that's all that matters. That that really feels like it for me. So, But, I, I mean, I got to get caught up because the Punisher series is coming out, and I have got to see the Punisher series. Yes. Yes. Did you see that trailer? I did. Holy cow. That trailer. That, that was, is fantastic. I, I sat back and I remember thinking, you know, especially because he wasn't really a part of the Defenders at all. I don't think he showed up at all in the series from what I've heard. No, he didn't. So I'm thinking, you know, if the Defenders already did this big giant threat or whatever it is they joined up for, I'm wondering, so what's, you know, what's the Punisher got left to do? And then I saw that trailer and I'm like, oh, he's just going to take on uh, everybody, literally everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm all on board. I, I, I cannot wait to see it. Yes, me neither. But uh, yeah, the the hand is completely boring. Don't don't you know get your hopes up about it. But uh, yeah, the Punisher is going to be really good. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm excited for that. Let's let's get to the news. So we have a, a month's worth of news. Um, so, so we want to talk Star Wars episode nine. It's not Star Wars. So it's Colin Trevorrow's out and J.J. Abrams is in. Yay! Yeah, I know. I know Baron Fang up. is so excited. <laughs> he cannot wait to see J.J. Abrams and more lens flare in Star Wars episode nine. <laughs> yes, that's that's gonna be the the highlight of the next time we all get on Skype together. I'm gonna bug him about that so bad. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I intellectually, I get it. He did episode whatever the one he just did, seven, right? Because the eight's sure. coming and seven was before that. Yeah, that's how numbers work. I'm a parent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he did he did episode seven. So I, I get intellectually why it might seem like a good idea to bring him back. But I don't know if Star Wars is really the right venue for J.J. Abrams. I don't know if yeah. Star Trek either. Maybe, maybe just don't give him movies with the word "star" in them. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Disney has, uh, you know, has him. Even if it wasn't J.J. Abrams that put butts in seats, Star Wars Episode Seven made a lot of money, and the um, and the Star Trek movies that he's done have also made a lot of money. Maybe not for Disney, but like they're they're proof that he can at least make serviceable sci-fi movies. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know what Colin Trevorrow was doing, um, you know, what they were doing to, you know, basically, like, I guess they disagreed creatively, but... Yeah, um, I don't, how do you disagree creatively on Star Wars? Star Wars doesn't exactly break any new ground in storytelling. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you would have had to really do something, like, I don't know, just, like, curse on set in order to piss off the big mouse. But, you know, yeah, I mean, well, (laughs) the way I see it is I suppose this is better than what we saw in episodes one, two and three, where at least now we have so many people being so passionate about the story they can't agree rather than nobody really having any say in the story except one guy who just gives everyone his first draft script and that's it. (laughs) And then everybody's like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I don't I will never understand the whole process behind just George Lucas being able to say and do whatever he wanted and nobody could question him. I mean, it you hear the, the stories, the guy the guy is so eccentric in terms of don't ever mention this character to him and anything he says goes. And so he'll just say something and it really sounded like especially, you know, around the, the prequels, he didn't even understand his own lore. He 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 gave it maybe a tangential thought when he was writing but he would just come out with something like, I want these characters to be friends. And nobody would stop to say those characters are from two different ages of your lore. They don't, they would have <laughs> never met each other. But that's it. Like, the great one has spoken. 
Yeah, it's the it's the whole thing about legacy, and this is this is his baby, and he's the big cheese on set. He's made the 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 millions of dollars to get him here, so he's going to do it his way, how he likes it. And if you don't like it, yeah, you can leave. Yeah, I I will say I've heard more than one story that he did not like the Force Unleashed, the video game. Oh, really? Like, he did not like the character. He didn't like that it was canon, and he absolutely despised it. And he he refused to even say the word star killer he just kind of called him that guy and <laughs> and i don't know if this makes me vindictive or not but once i learned that i loved those games even more <laughs> because they pissed george lucas Ex- off exactly exactly by my liking them i somehow hurt him and i'm okay with that <laughs> is that wrong of me i don't well, even know I, I like the first game, not so much on the second game. I don't want to hurt George Lucas. I don't have anything <laughs> against him, really. Um, yeah, the prequels sucked, but... I, I know, might I might have sociopathic tendencies. <laughs> I want to hurt him so bad. Yeah, but <laughs> I still haven't played the second game, but I like the first game. I, I have them both, and I can play them on my Xbox One because they're in the backwards compatible. But Oh, yay! Yeah. Backwards Just, compatibility. I, I, I like that system, by the way. I mean, it's... In a in a world where Xbox can't quite seem to get the right exclusives, and PlayStation definitely has better exclusive games, that backwards compatibility is definitely a high selling point. What you just said there is the perfect like script treatment for whatever trailer you want. In a world <laughs> where Xbox can't get good exclusives, and PlayStation rules the day, one console's backwards compatibility is all they have left. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Try to take my tortillas. <laughs> oh, Pablo Francisco. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Gavin O'Connor is going to direct Suicide Squad 2. Uh, people know him from The Accountant. I didn't see that movie. I wanted to because Batman was in it. Oh, I love that movie. Is it good? It's good. It's oh, so good. Okay, hang on. I'm going to add it to my Amazon I, I wish wrote, list. Did you watch my review on the Enthusiax YouTube channel? Of course channel? I didn't because I wanted to avoid spoilers. Ah, Actually, I don't think I have spoilers in there. You know, I understand the irony of me, of all people, trying to avoid spoilers. Okay, I get that. <laughs> but but still, I, uh, I, I knew I wanted to. Hang on. I'm, I'm adding it to my wish list on Amazon, literally as we speak. Add to list... <laughs> Yes, I definitely recommend that uh, any of you listeners, you watch it and then you tell your friends to watch it because The Accountant is amazing. And then watch my review on the Enthusiax YouTube channel. So I I did add to wishlist, and I'm just getting the spinny circle thing. That means it's added. Is it? No. I don't know. Okay, because it's just like it's a blank screen. Just the sur- I don't, I don't, I, I literally don't think it was added. I'm getting okay. concerned now. the page. All right, let me go back. No, it looks like it's there. Hang on. Yeah, there it's added. Okay, I got the check mark. Good. This, hey. is, this is riveting radio right now. <laughs> the live play-by-play updates of my Amazon wish list. Uh, okay, hey, it's so, it's, uh, it's hero bites raw, folks. Anything can happen. That, and we're not cutting this out. We're just we told no. you already. Yeah, this <laughs> you're deciding pe- to keep listening. It gives people a little glimpse behind the curtain of of how much <laughs> I actually cut out of a regular episode, because I I we're not doing anything that we wouldn't have done on a normal recording so far. This is this is exactly yeah. how it would have gone. I would have just made it flow better. But now you get to you get to actually hear all the. The, the random stuff we talk about. So yeah, what do you think about Gavin O'Connor? I mean, are you excited for this? You think you think he trans? I, I would say with Suicide Squad, the first one, the the mm. the directing was definitely a weak point. Uh, I, I'm going to say the editing. 
because they hired the trailer people to do the editing. There there was the editing, but I, I put that blame on the director as well because he's in there. He's in the editing room. It's not like he's surprised when he sees the final cut. He's in the same room with the editors. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I haven't seen The Warrior. I think the only thing I've seen from Gavin O'Connor is the accountant, and he knows how to do action. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I, was... I mean, you got to get a good script, too, because when when the main bad guy is just the weird light in the sky, you're not really going to get me emotionally invested. I mean, you don't care about that kind of thing? Not especially. It's... Well, I, every time I think about Suicide Squad, I go back to your comment you made in the Hero Talk that when everybody had their deepest like most secret desires fulfilled harley <laughs> quinn gets a normal life diablo gets his family back and deadshot gets to have killed batman that one time <laughs> that was his ideal desire is that one time when i was with my daughter and batman came to arrest me because i'm a set i'm an assassin i killed him like not that i don't have to be an assassin anymore or that i can have like a you know a normal life with my daughter no it's that that one time when Batman came to arrest me because I'm an assassin, I, I shot him. That's his deepest desire. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that I brought that up and that it resonated with you. It, it really did because I, I, I really hadn't given it a thought until you mentioned it. I think that's just ridiculous. That's his. That's what he. Oh, You've been spending um, this spoilers, by the way. Whoops. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen Suicide Squad by now. If you haven't now, seen Suicide Squad, year. I spoiled. You know what? No, I didn't. Never mind. It's not worth watching anyway. So <laughs> I, I just did you a favor. Right. So you spent, you spent this whole movie telling us how important his daughter is to him and his number one dream, his his fantasy of all fantasies is to kill Batman. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't add up at all. No, it does not. All right. Moving off of Suicide Squad. We, uh... All right, wait. Are you serious? It's gonna, they're they're going to make more Pirates of the Caribbean? They're, they're in talks. In talks. I don't... What does that mean? In I love, talks. I love the... Did I put that note for the love of God? Yes, you did. That was your note. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. That's exactly I how just, I would describe my feelings. How is... This, it's a ride at Disney World, for crying out loud. How are they making so many movies off it? Well, I mean, you know the first one was an accident. Accidental right. success. And and you know what? Congratulations. And I mean that. Congratulations. But are we... Uh, am I really going to have to deal with this? Are we, are we still... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we are. It, it makes money. And uh, Disney. <laughs> that's, that's what you... That's what you got to do is just Disney. I guess I just I just feel like it's tired. I I haven't seen any since the uh, the original trilogy, if I can even say that, came out. And I'm just hmm. I'm just not feeling the sequels. Like I don't so much care what happens to Captain Jack Sparrow anymore. Yeah, they uh, that was the biggest mistake was making him the main character. He he worked really well as this side character that was running around and sort of being foil mm-hmm. to everyone else. But he's I don't know if. He's a great character. Don't get me wrong. Great character. I just don't know if that character can carry the movie. And I didn't think the last movies did well enough to keep doing it. But well, here we are. <laughs> Talking here about are. sequels. Or even potentially a reboot. Oh, a reboot. Oh, come Apparently, on. Apparently, let's that's, see. As that's a, worse. That as is for worse. What the next, <laughs> as for what the next installment of the franchise could be, the post-credit scene for Dead Men Tell No Tales may offer a clue towards the direction it will take. Will Turner free of his curse? Oh, spoilers. Well, um, <laughs> the, I did not know that, so you spoiled it for me as well. But you know what? We Were are raw, and that stays in the podcast. <laughs> Were you really going to see it? I I mean, 
Listen, Vernon, I it expect I probably have another 35 to 40 years left on this earth. Hmm. In that period of time, it is feasible I could maybe catch up on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That is fair. That's all I've got. That's my that's my most compelling argument. And in that time, I will catch up on the Transformers movies. Yeah, sure you will. No one's going to catch up. I'm not. <laughs> I've, I've given up any semblance of hope that I'm ever going to catch up on the Transformers movies because Transformers 2 was too hard to watch. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just let, let's keep making them. That's, that's really all there, there is to do. It's yeah. like Fast and the Furious. Oh, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> One last ride. Every One time. Last ride. Again. <laughs> for the last time. Until the next time. When it's the last time. <laughs> One man. One <laughs> desire. <laughs> I brought it back. Pablo Francisco. All right. It's his bit. It's still funny. All right. All right. Next story. Next story. Next story. Because I don't even know what we're talking about right now. The Lego Movie is the Lego Movie Two starts production. That's it. All right. So it, in the first Lego Movie, I mean, didn't it? It turned out I saw it, and so I don't know why I'm pretending like I don't know. It turns out that the the oh, is this a spoiler? Probably. All right. It's a little meta. Is that the movie's actually playing out as a kid is playing with Legos? Yeah, it's all in his imagination, so it's not even like it's real. So yeah. So that might be a spoiler. I don't actually care. It's the Lego Movie. People. I mean. Did you think the Legos were alive? Because they're not. But so how does the sequel work? Like, are we going to get the same characters? Is Andy Dwyer still going to be in it? I completely <laughs> blanked on his name. Conflict? I'm sorry. I, I was trying to think of it before I said that sentence and I had nothing. So I said Andy Dwyer. <laughs> He's a Chris it's something. A... Oh, oh, wow. You made me forget his name, too. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Chris Pratt. <laughs> I don't I don't hey, know if he's going to be in go. it. Like, I've I have. This article doesn't really have a ton of details in it, other than it's got a picture of a bunch of people from the Lego movie. The sequel, apparently. I mean, Hmm. listen, this is a license to print money, because the Ninjago movie is doing great with kids. The uh, the Lego Batman movie was popular with kids. uh, People like these Lego movies. The the DC Superheroes Girls actually had a directed-to-DVD Lego movie, so... Really? Yeah. Well, why am I surprised? I don't know why you're surprised. So this is, I mean, this is, it's a franchise that people care about. And listen, I like Legos. And I know it's supposed to be Lego is the plural of Lego, but I don't, that's just weird. I'm not doing that. But, you know, I, 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 I like it. I think, you know, my daughter plays with Legos. She thinks they're, they're fun. And I think these movies are a good way to sort of get her involved in playing with Legos. And Legos help you with math and spatial awareness and construction and engineering skills. So uh, I'm down. I'm for it, even though. I didn't really like the first Lego movie all that much. I, I, for me. I just wasn't a huge fan. I mean, Will Arnett is kind of funny as Lego Batman, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... I took my nieces and nephews to see that. That one was great. Yeah. I just... I, I don't... I, I guess I'm just not... I'm not there. I'm not the demographic. I'm not who they're looking for. And I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, I will probably not see the Lego movie, too. Um, everything is awesome. Where have I, you know, some, I don't remember where I was, but somebody took that song and adapted it for a commercial. And it was so <laughs> inappropriate because, like, that whole song is supposed to be about just conforming to everyone around you so that, you know, nobody stands out and everyone's just, just a cog in the machine. And it was, it was for something like an amusement park. I was like, that's, oh. 
that seems like the he, wrong me- like I get like on the surface it seems like that because like the song oh the song's everything's awesome so we talk about how all of our stuff is awesome but I'm like well the, the whole point of the song is isn't it so great to not excel at anything and just stay in your role and not you know it's supposed to kill motivation it's supposed to make people complacent you know that that's really interesting yeah I never thought of that mm-hmm. you just blew my mind well we're getting deep here on hero bites Thanks for that. Yeah, all right. You want to move on to the next story? Now that we've yeah, just left I'm it on a down. downer? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. This this one's going to be fun because it's a raw podcast and I'm not cutting anything. Daniel Day Kim <laughs> has been cast as Ben Damo in the Hellboy reboot because Ed Screen, I think that's how you say his name, he left due to whitewashing concerns. I am completely unfamiliar with this character, by the way. I've never heard of the character, but, but I, I believe mean, I looked it up when I heard this. I mean, if, if it's true, if the character is supposed to be Asian and they cast a white person to play it, I guess I kind of got to respect when the guy like f- finds out that it's an Asian character and says, you know, I'm not comfortable with this and walks. That's yeah. up to him. I mean, that's that's his prerogative. That's, you know, if he if he wants to, then then he wants to. But other people have I mean, when Scarlett Johansson was cast a ghost in the shell, she she uh. She said, uh, you know what, I'm fine with it, and Tilda Swinton and Doctor Strange... Well, that was... The, the Doctor Strange controversy was a whole other thing, because there was there was about a dozen other factors in play there where they reali- they admitted wholeheartedly that they were whitewashing, but they, they were really trying to avoid another bigger controversy that they thought might happen otherwise, so... We, what? Like, be, oh, because they got an actual so not, Asian guess, actor? No, it was... Um, because Tilda Swinton played the ancient one, who in the comics mm-hmm. is Tibetan. But sure. China is a huge market for for movies released from from America. And if they had a Tibetan character, uh, the they didn't think that it would it would play well in in the Chinese markets because the, of of the let's call it unique situation between Tibet and China. I can feel the air quotes that you're using. Right yeah, We're, I'm trying. I'm trying to sidestep controversy right now because I know I'm not going to edit okay. this out. Uh, so ba- basically, what they what they the worry was is that if we have the character and it's not Tibetan, we offend a lot of people. If the character is Asian, most many people might assume that the character is Tibetan, and that offends a giant group of people. And if we just make the character uh, an Irish woman, that'll offend a bunch of people who are still going to see the movie anyway. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was, that's part I, of the thing is that like, yeah. a lot of people are going to complain about it, but they're still going to see it. So it's a calculated risk. It was I mean, it was it was I, I, I read an interview with one of the screenwriters who basically said, like, yeah, we knew that this was going to be wrong and we knew it was going to upset people. But we figured that the people who were upset probably wouldn't affect our bottom line as much as the other people who would be upset if we did stay faithful to the comic book. So they made it a risk. And I'm not saying that I agree with it or not. I'm just saying there was it was more at play there than, you know, let's let's make it a white person so people can be more comfortable seeing it in America. There was other other international factors at play there. Yeah. But. Anyway, so the whole point of this story is I, I've seen Daniel Day Kim, and I looked up the character that he's going to play, and yeah, he looks he looks almost exactly like him. I think that's a better casting, quite frankly. Agreed. Although there's no real specifics on what actually what ethnicity the character is for comics, I, I haven't found any. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it 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 becomes an interesting argument, especially when you look at characters like 
the the aforementioned Iron Fist. And we are not getting into this controversy right now. Oh my I'm god! I'm not, not even remotely equipped to handle that in a raw podcast. That's just I'm just asking for trouble. But you know that that was a controversy about a character who is traditionally white, and a lot of people were were thinking that you know that might be a a problematic trope to continue it that way. And I, I got to be honest, I'm not super familiar with the character. Uh, I I will. It, I'm being completely honest right now. I legitimately thought the character was half Chinese. So I got upset with the casting because that's that's what I thought. I legit thought that. It's, it's you know, I don't read a lot of Iron Fist. And then, then I find out that the character wasn't. And then I have to stop and think, but why isn't? Doesn't that make more sense, you know, for what the character? Uh, I don't know. So... I, I would, so we're totally going down that rabbit hole. Apparently, we're going out. We're backing out. I'm just saying, if if they had changed the character, I probably would not have noticed. And I would say, for storyline reasons, it's a very simple change that kind of it avoids a lot of 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 headache, maybe. Yeah. But then again, if if you're going to make Iron Fist as terrible as it sounds like, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter because if you're just going to make it a terrible character that nobody likes, uh, you know, why go through that effort? Oh, he's so annoying. Yeah, so... Him, the immortal Iron Fist. He says it every five minutes. The immo- Okay, you know what? Let's let's get off the story okay. before I get myself in some real trouble. Because <laughs> this is... Whew, let me... Uh, you know, I've taken advantage of post-editing in, in the last... We, why do we... Why is it, Vernon, mm-hmm. when it's you and me, we always seem to think like, hey... Here's a social hot-button topic that we have no business talking about on a Hero Talk podcast. Let's just climb down there. And let's get in the muck with everybody else, and let's give our take on it. it. Realistically, yeah. if we don't talk about it, it's you know, it's just going to be another one of those things that just falls by the wayside, and sometimes it does need to be talked about. Yeah, and the, the weird thing about it is with every single one of these topics, I found that you and I don't fall into any given viewpoint that's already in existence you know like we always give our take and then we are somehow outside of the two most popular most predominant viewpoints on any given social issue Hmm. such that i'm always worried that we are going to get crucified by both sides of any given social (laughs) issue because every time we give our take it's always like we're just a little and and i i don't want to say we're neutral or we try to stay in the middle ground because we're we're fairly we're fairly passionate about our given position yeah we have our biases yeah we're not trying to say both sides have you know both sides make a point that's not us we're usually like both sides are dead wrong you are both wrong (laughs) you are both wrong and the worst and that's why i'm worried we'll get in trouble because we not only do we have viewpoints that are tend to be unique but we're also very passionate about them well you know what if people have a problem with it you know what they can do is they, email us at, yeah, at pointstreak at enthusiacs.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. Pointstreak at enthusiacs.com. If you're offended by what we've said here today, that is pointstreak at enthusiacs.com. <laughs> Fair enough, and we'll move on from there. Let's move on from there before anyone realizes what we've just done. Uh, what's our What's our next story? Uh, oh, same, Hellboy! Same movie, but same movie, uh, Hellboy. So, Hellboy. Uh, David Harbour as as Hellboy. I, I'll be perfectly honest. I think they did such a good job with Ron Perlman's Hellboy makeup that this guy looks like Ron Perlman as Hellboy, which looks like Hellboy. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, l- I'm looking at the picture right now. 
And other than, I mean, the uh, the 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 right hand of doom is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not actually a huge Hellboy fan. Just you know, don't don't get mad at me. But it the right hand of doom looks like it's it's been adjusted a little bit. And and don't get me wrong, dude looks jacked. Like he is yeah. huge. And and I'm liking the image. And the hair is a little bit longer, which was a different look that Hellboy did have um, in the comic books. But if you would have told me that this was Ron Perlman. I would have believed you because it just looks like Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at a side by side right now. Except for the longer hair, it it definitely does look similar. Right, which I don't think it's not a knock on on this movie. It's more of a. It's kind of more on my take on well, th- that's a tribute to how well they did the makeup in the original Hellboy. That there really wasn't a whole lot to improve on. Yeah. Although I will say that his eyes just seem small, like really small. Well, his, like in the if, picture if, I'm looking if, at, his eyes are closed. So it's, wait, it's kind of the one that I sent in the article that I the sent. One in the article, yeah. Are his yeah, eyes his eyes not, are open. What? Yeah, exactly. That's how small they look. Oh, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Then they definitely look small. Then I, I thought his eyes were closed. So that's. Yeah. yeah, his eyes look super small, and I'm looking at Ron Perlman's Hellboy, and like they're just his eyes are just like bow, they're just there. Okay, so I I stand corrected. <laughs> it would be one thing if his like if this new Hellboy, if uh, David Harbor looks awesome in this uh, in this you know makeup job, by the way. Oh yeah, he does um, absolutely. It, I, I don't want to make it. Look, yeah, I want to be very clear. I, he does not look bad. The original Hellboy makeup looked very, very good, and he, in the same makeup, looks very, very... He looks like a good Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, is this a reboot? Do you know? It is. So it's... reboot. Uh, you think they'll go over the origin story again? Do his parents get shot after coming out of a play? I don't I don't think that's the right character. I know. Just, <laughs> just we always, <laughs> we always got to do origin stories, especially with reboots. Well, I think they did a decent enough job with with the first Hellboy is they didn't they didn't really do like a big giant origin story it was sort of tied into the regular story yeah yeah you had a good point but I mean we'll we'll see we will see Vernon but David Harper looks fantastic Stranger mm-hmm. Things is coming out this month it's great that's right he's uh he's hot from Stranger Things yes so we will once again get to see him punch stuff and make things happen <laughs> Yeah, when Hop punches things, it's like the Fonzie snapping his fingers. Like, stuff just happens. I will take your word for that, because I never watched Happy Days. Oh, it's the fun- Hey, sorry. Mm, yes, I'm, I'm familiar, but yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I, I've never watched the show. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's see, some some recent news that just came out. Uh, they uh, they re- So, we've, we mentioned before that Danny Elfman's doing the music for Justice League. We might have mentioned that. I don't know. We've done five of these. It's I can't it's remember what we do somewhere. I can't remember which one though. Can't even remember what episode title we're on. So I no idea when we would have talked about this. But Danny Elfman's doing the music and, and the score for Justice League, mm-hmm. and he he made mention. Now it sounded more promising in the article title than it actually was once you read the quote. But he said that they're going to be using the John Williams Superman theme in Justice League, and so in my head I thought. You're going to have this really great iconic moment when Superman, you know, shows up back from the dead. Spoiler, but not really, because they just mentioned they're going to use his theme. So, and You knew he was coming back anyway. He's in all the promotional material. He's in all the promotional material, and there was a bunch of articles out last month about how they had to digitally remove his mustache. So, 
It's it's like the worst kept secret in That's so stupid. In in all of in all of Hollywood is like is he going to come back from the dead? Yes. Seriously, he's in he's in all the promo material. There's a he's, Justice he's League Superman toys. action figure in yep. Target right now as we speak. Nobody thinks he's not coming back for this. He's just it's a, it's a long nap. I mean the, the, the yeah, so anyway, so Superman's going to be in this movie obviously. Uh, so I, I, you thought it was going to be some moment where like he returns and he's, you know, Superman again. But That's they made some comment about like when they did it, it's going to be this really dark moment. I'm like, oh, I think I just play it like at his grave or something. A dark moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he made some me. moment like it was going to be just like a really dark moment when they just tied it in and he was excited to use it in there. And I thought, OK, but if you're going to use it in that dark moment, you better have the real music in when he finally shows up because... Other than Wonder Woman, nobody in this universe has a theme that's worth anything. Yeah. I couldn't, gun to my head, I couldn't pick out the Batman theme from Batman v Superman to save my life. And the Superman theme is just kind of, sort of, it's generic superhero-like music. It's like the sort of thing I would use as the introduction for Hero Talk. I don't know, I like it. I like it, it just doesn't say Superman to me. And that's fair, I mean, I... I don't know. What, I'm just what saying, would the say Boston Superman Bruins used than... it just for background music for their introduction to the playoffs, you know? Yeah. So they thought it was so generic that they used it to describe hockey. <laughs> and it should be, you know, nobody uses the John Williams theme to describe hockey because everyone will just think Superman. Yeah. It's hmm. a good point. So it should be grandiose and... Yeah, it should. And I, I don't think they did it with the Man of Steel theme and Batman doesn't have a theme. I mean, other than Wonder like, everyone knows the Wonder Woman theme, you know, when the screaming cellos show up, and you know Wonder Woman's about to start kneeing people through walls, but... <laughs> I still haven't seen it. You gotta see Wonder Woman, man. It's out on Blu-ray uh, now. You gotta get I it. I know, I know. I'm gonna rent it. You don't rent it, you buy it, because it's awesome. I... Awesome. Right. Fine. There you go. There you go. I just oh, trust boy. me on this. I bought it. I I got it on Blu-ray, and I uh. <laughs> well, I think your purchasing decisions are different than mine. Apparently, they are. But it's a superhero movie, and it's a DC movie. And I was gonna, I was gonna watch it, and you knew that, and I was gonna buy it. Speaking of DC movies, mm-hmm. did you hear the last point streak? I did not yet. So the the topic of of. Joss Whedon came up because they were talking about, you know, your your personality as a product. Sure. In the wake of, you know, PewDiePie and his uh, PewDiePie. Uh, I just I don't I, I don't get before. I don't get the fascination with this dude. And every time I hear a story about him, it's about him being, you know, doing some terrible stuff. So I just don't I don't get where the defense of him comes from. But anyway, right, we're not we're not going to talk about this guy. We're not going to talk about him because okay. I don't I already don't like him and nothing he does endears me to him. I'm the same way. Yeah. So, ah, what a piece of crap. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just stop tap dancing around it. I think he's a piece of crap. So they were talking about about him, and then it came up to Joss Whedon and talking about how, you know, Joss Whedon, and we talked about Joss Whedon uh, on the last Hero Bites. Yes. And my take on him was fairly certain that, you know, he thought he was a hypocritical piece of human garbage, and... (laughs) I thought it was just I I just thought what he did and how he presents himself and just the the way he just tries to manipulate his image was just really sleazy. And so they were talking about how even though all of that was happening, I was still going to see Justice League me specifically. They they they, yeah. they name dropped me that I was going to see Justice League because it's a DC movie. 
And they were talking about, you know, even I, I can't even imagine what would happen to get Greg to not see a DC movie. And and they asked me the question, and I will say, so Jeff, uh, Baron Fang, uh, in, in a very astute observation said, you know, I don't think anything short of Roman Polanski directing Justice League would get Greg to skip the, the <laughs> Justice League movie. And as he said it, I thought to myself, like, you know what? He's exactly right. I would never see a Roman Polanski directed movie, even if it was Justice League. Oh, man. So that's the one thing. Uh, that, I mean, that one, it, because it was their example and it was so dead on, I, I, I have trouble coming up with other examples of things I wouldn't do. Like maybe if Michael Vick was starring in Justice League, you know, because I think Michael Vick is, is just garbage. But uh, well, I'm not going to defend anything that that man did. But it, uh, OK, so would you see something that Mel Gibson was in? Oh, Mel Gibson. Because he's in that he's in that Daddy's Home Two movie. Daddy's Home Two. Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg. Um, oh shoot! I just watched a movie with uh, Will Ferrell. There we go. Okay. See now, the, the I I don't want to see anything that Mel Gibson does because let me when I'm not a big fan of taking what somebody says out of context and like putting it out there and saying <laughs> this is that person because I think that's unfair and I think you and I say things in private chat that we would definitely not want to get out there. Yeah. However, what Mel Gibson said is one of those things that's bad regardless of that context. <laughs> like, what we say in private that we would never want anyone else to know isn't even in the same neighborhood of what Mel Gibson says when he's in private and he doesn't think anyone's listening. Like, not yeah. not, not, not even the same galaxy <laughs> of what he says. Like, what he said and what, you know, his I think it was his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or girlfriend or whoever it was recorded him saying was disgusting and it showed how he really thinks when he's not being a character and i really want to hate him for that and i do but he's also he knows something about good story structure and he's like one of three directors that do so i don't know if it's one of those instances where i because i intellectually i don't want to see it because i don't want to support him but on the other hand if he's involved i have to think it's probably going to be entertaining at the least. At the very least, it'll be entertaining. So, like, do I watch it and hate myself? <laughs> or do I not watch it knowing I'm missing something that'll probably be entertaining to watch? That's it, It's a hard place to be in because, cause, listen, he, he showed his true colors. He is a vile person who thinks terrible thoughts about people based exclusively on ethnicity and, and, and the color of their skin. Mm. That makes him... A terrible human being and and terrible beyond a lot of other terrible people that we've described on this podcast mm, yeah but he's he's yeah. unfortunately he's a he's a talented terrible person <laughs> and that that makes it worse because that makes me have to stop and think about it and I'm not okay with that and I'm, I'm upset with myself that being said, I will say that ever since all that stuff came out about Mel Gibson, I have yet to see a movie he's ever been associated with. So apparently I don't hate myself enough to go see it anyway. So there's that. Well, all right. I think you feel about Mel Gibson the way I feel about Chick-fil-A. Really? Yeah. Okay. Their food is delicious. It is. But they support heinous stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it, it's really tricky with a restaurant owner because I can't keep track of all the different things that all the different stores I shop at support. Right. So sometimes I feel like when, when I, when I pick one out of the lineup, I'm not really being fair because in all honesty, you know, let's say I were to go to McDonald's instead, 
I have no idea what the owners of McDonald's are supporting. Not a clue at all. I can't speak to it in the slightest bit. It hasn't gotten the least bit of of press. And at the very least, the Chick-fil-A people, they completely caved under pressure and stopped supporting a lot of that stuff. Did they? They 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 did because, you know, they they got a lot of negative press as you would and Man, we are just right in the thick of it again, aren't we? Seriously. Holy cow. How did this <laughs> I blame you. While. No, I know what I don't blame. No, I started it and I apologize. We are right <laughs> in the thick of it again. But And I love how we're trying to be so coy about like, well, let's not talk directly, but every every single person listening knows what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, I've I find it I I love Chick-fil-A food so much and Yes. Yes, and it's it makes me feel terrible. It's, you know, and I, I understand what I've said before, whereas if I didn't support people that I don't respect, I wouldn't be able to go anywhere, do anything or buy anything. So you, it's always about finding where's that line and what can I do to undo it? And so sometimes I wonder if, you know, what if I what if I just cut a big check to charity right after I do this to undo <laughs> <laughs> to undo this Chick-fil-A sandwich or to undo this Mel Gibson movie or to undo this Joss Whedon show I'm watching. I don't know. Like, where would you have to donate and how much in I order don't, to, depending I don't on know. the thing? You know what? I can't tell people what to do with their time or money. <laughs> I, okay. You know, let's, let's, let's walk it back because I'm not comfortable where we are right now. And every single word of it is making the podcast. <laughs> Well, we get to talk about one uh, piece of human garbage to another human piece of garbage. Oh, James Cameron again. Good. I'm glad. I thought we were going <laughs> to I thought we were done talking about tricky social issues. And here we are back talking about women in, in film. And James Cameron cannot help himself. I mean, we we talked about him at length last episode about how he's got this this really ridiculous way of thinking like, oh, well, this is the only way women are supposed to be in film. And I did it right. And Patty Jenkins did it wrong. And how that's just I, I don't even know where you get in that headspace to say something like that. And so he got a lot of flack for it, you know, because it was a stupid thing to say. And he just doubled down. I don't get it. He just said, no, no, I, I'm totally right. Yeah, I mean, and his arguments were silly because, like, well, the Wonder Woman outfit is kind of a bustier, and she was Miss Israel. Like, so former beauty pageant contestants can't be strong characters in movies or are attractive people not allowed to be the lead in action movies? What are you, what are you trying to say here, James Cameron, besides that? So anyway, he... He went on enough that he actually angered the real Wonder Woman, uh, which is Linda Carter, who I'm fairly certain is actually Wonder Woman in real life. Uh, I don't think <laughs> she's just kind of like trying to blend in. No one's ever disproven that to me. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and she I mean, she tore into him and I, I love it. I'm going to read the whole thing just because okay. it's fun. He says to James Cameron, stop dissing Wonder Woman, you poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> I I. I, I don't know if I could love Linda Carter any more than I do. I don't know if I could. Perhaps you do not understand the character. That's perfect. I most certainly do. She sure does. Like all women, we are more than the sum of our parts. Your thuggish jabs at a brilliant director, Patty Jenkins, are ill-advised. At this point, I'm like, James, back away. She's not even thinly veiling the threats anymore. She will, she will lasso you, and she will drag you in her invisible plane. <laughs> if you don't knock this off. This movie was spot on. It was. She's right. Gal Gadot was great. She was. 
I know Mr. Cameron because I have embodied this character for more than 40 years. She has, spot on, so, and then all caps, stop it. Okay. All right, so James Cameron, I'm afraid for you right now. (laughs) I read this and I thought to myself, you need to never be in the same room as Linda Carter ever. Because I'm not sure she's going to let you walk out of there. Seriously. I, oh, James Cameron. I, yeah, just, I, try, I tried to kind of make sense of his comments before, but I'm just, just stop it. I know. You, like you, you, you caught a world of flack for it because you said something that was dumb. And instead of saying, you know what, I, I maybe didn't explain that well enough and I was not trying to take shots at Instead of doing that, he just he just doubled down and said, oh, no, I totally mean what I said. Why wouldn't I? Well, she was Miss Israel. Oh, of course. So that makes it OK. It took me, uh, it took yeah. me a minute to, to put together that he was talking about Cal Dot. I was like, wait, Linda Carter was, was Miss Israel? <laughs> no, no, Gal Gadot. But gotcha. also bear in mind that Gal Gadot, uh, when she served in the Israeli army, I believe she was uh, a combat instructor. Hmm. I mean, she didn't know that. Yeah. No, I do not, and I repeat, do not, if you ever decide to pick a fight with Gal Gadot, just do not. Just don't. Chances are she knows some stuff that we can't even comprehend to put us in pain that the human body was not designed for. Hmm. So, that's just... So, basically, what I'm saying is don't mess with Gal Gadot or, or Linda Carter, and by extension, Patty Jenkins, because other, then Linda Carter and Gal Gadot will come after you, and you don't want that. <laughs> All right, you ready to move on to listener questions? Actually, one more story. Did you know that they are doing a Spawn reboot? What? Okay, that was not in our show notes. You can't just it was not. You can't just throw a Spawn reboot at me. <laughs> I just found it. Okay. Well, who's playing Spawn? This is huge. Uh, if it would let me load the page. All right, hang on. All right, you know what? This is this is. I know this is terrible listening, but I need to see this now because there's. I actually, I'm going to be honest with you here. I understand it was a terrible movie. I liked the original Spawn movie. Oh, I I never saw it. Oh, I I liked. It. I mean, it, it is aged horribly, but I liked it with with John Leguizamo and um um. So Michael Jai White is that who played Spawn? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So and I'm looking. frozen. Well, I can't see any any cast or crew for this movie. Yeah, Other than uh, Todd McFarlane, you know, the creator of Spawn, he has actually uh, got his writer credit for it, and he has a director credit for it. Is Todd McFarlane directing this film? I, I is that know. a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I want to know who... I mean, isn't he a toy guy? Well, I mean, his art is used to make toys, but he's not a toy guy. He's a uh, he 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 was an artist for Spider Man and a bunch of other stuff for the mainstream, and then he created Spawn, and you know Spawn was of course insanely popular. He was also really instrumental in that that video game with Kurt Schilling, uh, uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I uh, I remember at a, at a Comic Con, uh, he was signing with Kurt Schilling, and everyone else was there for Todd McFarlane's autograph, and I was there for Kurt Schilling's. <laughs> because Kurt Schilling used to be a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Kurt Schilling then went on to become an analyst for ESPN, and then he got fired because he shared some fairly nasty memes that were probably well-deserved for getting fired for. <laughs> okay. We don't need to go into that. I think we've we've waded through enough pools of social hot topics today. <laughs> Because, no, no. Uh, how does this happen? Every other, every time I talk about a movie or anything, I'm like, I, I, I really think to myself, 
nobody cares about my views on anything. Like, my politics is not anybody's concern, so I should just stick to the topic at hand. And then you get to Hero Bites, and uh, we've somehow we've managed to just talk about all the major hot button issues while trying to avoid all the major hot button issues. I don't I don't know. Apparently I'm just destined to talk about all right, so no word on who plays Spawn, but yes, there is a Spawn reboot in the works. So like the Lego two movie being in production, we'll see. We will see. All right. Uh now are you ready for listener questions? I'm ready. All right, listener, we had a decent amount of listener questions. Thanks, Twitter. All right. So first question comes from Lee who of the Monster Closet podcast, and you can talk to him at Monster Closet PC on Twitter. So he asked, Blade Runner 2049, thoughts? And then he does qualify that, and he says, what are your expectations? I'm expecting it to suck. I have no expectations at all. Did you ever see the uh, one of the, I think there's a, right now, of the How original Blade Runner. There? I think there's a, like 125 different cuts of the original Blade Runner. Jeez. You ever seen any of those? No, I've never <laughs> seen Blade Runner. It's, I mean, it's a cult classic. I think it gets a little more credit than it deserves, and that's awful to say. Mm. I mean, it's, it, it is not a bad movie. I, I sometimes think, and I, to be honest, I've seen many, many different cuts of it, so I couldn't even remotely tell you the difference between them, and I'm not sure how it's supposed to end and which one was an alternate cut. Mm. So I may not be the best person to comment on this, because while I have seen... I know I have seen the theatrical cut. I know I have seen one of the director's cuts. I might have seen something called an extended cut. I don't actually it's remember how the seconds. movie was supposed to go. So I'm really lost in terms of what, how it went and how it ended. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's a fun movie. I liked it. It's a decent world. I just, I don't see how Blade Runner 2049 is going to do anything good with that. And my expectation, it's going to be like every other Harrison Ford reboot that we've seen in the last 10 years. You know, it's... He's like, sure, I'll play Han Solo. Yeah, sure, I'll play, I'll Indiana, play Jones. Indiana Jones. Just nuke the fridge, whatever. So yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm expecting it to nuke the fridge. That's my that's my expectation. Okay. You know, I like Ryan Gosling. He played young Hercules. That's something. But wait, what? What do you mean what? Young Hercules, the spinoff of Hercules: The Legendary Journeys. Were you unaware of this show? I am googling it now. I was not aware of this. Yeah, it was a spinoff of Hercules: The Legendary Journeys. It was like a. It was it was like an after school show. It was on Fox. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at that baby face. I know, right? Ah, I didn't yeah. know about this. No, they they like they built it up. It was a, they did a whole bunch of flashbacks in one season of Hercules back to like when he was a when he was young and and training to to be a warrior with Yolis and Jason from Jason and the Argonauts. And at the at the end of the season, then they spawned all of those flashbacks into their own show, and they called it Young Hercules. Oh wow! It was on Fox Kids. How did I miss this? Yeah, it was on Fox Kids. It was on After uh, School. It was like right there with Power Rangers and that ridiculous live action Ninja Turtles. Uh, well, yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. I think I was transitioning into Digimon. So at that time, yeah, I, I wasn't really yeah. I, I admittedly, you know, 98, 99, I actually would have been fairly old for Fox Kids at that point in time. So I never saw the show. Yeah. Other than if I happened to see it on, I would watch it because I was a big fan of Hercules. And this was obviously a continuation of that. But I was kind of past the phase of get home from school and turn on TV and watch the Fox Kids. I was sort of in that get home from school and go to work because I had a job <laughs> at that point. <laughs> And w- what years was it on? 
uh, 98 and 99. Yeah, okay. So I was in college there, so I had other, so, th- I had other things you, going on with my life. Parties and girls to deal with. Yeah, I was I was a rotsy kid, so I had some other stuff going on with my life. But anyway, ah. uh, so so Lee, that's that's what I think about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So moving on, our own Kinetic from the Enthusiasts. Uh, you can oh, check him out on Twitter at Kinetic Knows. He asks, "What odds do you put on the Justice League movie being worthwhile?" All right, so Nick, you and I both know it won't be worthwhile. It's I, I'm I'm hopeful. Initial screenings, I've heard mixed things. Some people said initial screenings are really bad. Mm. Some people have said initial screenings are really good. I heard the same sort of stuff about Batman v Superman, and we we all saw yep. Batman v Superman. So I don't know. I've not. It's not like with when Wonder Woman was coming out, and everyone thought it was good ahead of time, and because it was good, by the way, Vern, and you ought to see it. But all right, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna see it. They finally made a good one, and you won't see it. You saw Batman v Superman and Suicide and Squad. Suicide How have you Squad. not seen the good one? <sighs> Because I, I had had enough after Suicide Squad the third time. No, that they, was the third time for me. I, I get it. It was the third time for me, too. However, we've established that when it comes to DC Comics movies, they have to go pretty low to get me to not go in the theater for it. <laughs> Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski low. And that is as <laughs> as low as, as, as it, it possibly can get. Because that guy is just... Uh, I hate that man. And... I would like to be in a room alone with him with no witnesses for a little while. I should not say that Jesus. on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> you remember you're not cutting any of this out, wow. right? Wow. Holy cow. I did just All right. Well, I'm leaving that in. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't do you do you think Justice League is going to be worthwhile? Are you even going to see Justice League? Uh, what are the odds? Yes, I am going to see Justice League. I'm taking my nephew. Oh, that's right. You uh, promised your I nephew because you have been, you've been upset about it ever since. I have because I'm like, wait, why would I do that after Suicide Squad? Well, maybe you'll see um, Wonder Woman and your faith will be renewed. All right. I'll 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 see Wonder Woman and then I'll hold to my promise of seeing Justice League next month. But what are the odds that it will be worthwhile? <sighs> Never tell me the odds. Um, I will. I think it will be mediocre. Um, it's, you know, before a lot of what Joss Whedon is doing is just kind of like cleanup from you know what was already done you know shooting already wrapped before he got there and i think they were already in the process of like you know reshoots and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i mean the only funny thing that may be a little joss whedon-esque was the the uh the thing at the end of the last trailer where like the it's it's a uh, it's commissioner gordon and like everybody standing on a roof and he's like asks a question and turns around and everybody's gone but the flash <laughs> like oh they just kind of left that that was kind of yeah. rude and then he buzzes out so i feel like that's that was more whedon-esque yeah than that was that was a whedon it's... moment i hear they've cut a lot of the flash stuff out of justice league oh like iris west is not going to be a character in justice league anymore Oh, no, maybe in the extended edition. Yeah, we'll get the inevitable extended edition, but I don't <laughs> see. I, I don't know if I want to see Iris. The, here's the problem. I already have an Iris West that I, that I love on the CW show. Uh, I don't know if I want another Iris West. Uh, what? There is nothing wrong with her. Uh, no, don't give me that. I'm looking up who plays her right now because I want to give her credit. Everything happens to her and... Just, just give her superpowers already. Candace Patton is is the actress's name. She is 
delightful as Iris West. She she's great in that show. You and I have both agreed she's great in that show. I've you decided know, I've, I've gone down in that opinion since then. I, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> we were Team West, you and me. We now were Team we West. <laughs> We have to have some tension to keep the show going. Well, maybe maybe I was ratings. secretly not Team West, and I just didn't tell you because I didn't want to hurt you, and I kept it from you. Because <laughs> that's how adults solve their problems. <laughs> <laughs> every season. Every time. Oh, man. I just wanted to protect you. I was just trying to protect you. Seriously, Barry, at this point, I think you might have a learning disability. <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. Next question. We've we got some good we got some good mileage off of that. Thanks, Nick. All right, so next comes from Mike of the Video Game Generations podcast. Check him out at VG Generations on Twitter. He asks, Are Burger King chicken fries the best thing ever? Alright, so let me tell you a story, Mike. So my daughter, uh, she's three now. She was two at the time. She loved two things more than anything when we would take her out to fast food restaurants. She liked chicken nuggets, the McNugget variety, if you will, and she liked french fries. And I thought, wow, these chicken fries are going to be her thing, and she is going to fall in love with them. And so I got her some Burger King chicken fries, thinking she was going to be all over it. And she hated those things. Oh, no, no, because they weren't fries and they weren't chicken nuggets, and that's what she wanted. And why did you bake the chicken in a fry shape? It, she loved it in concept. When I told her what it was, she got so excited, and then she ate one, and she turned to me and says, I don't think I like this. Oh. And I went up and ended up getting her some normal nuggets and normal fries. So, so to answer your question, Mike, in the words of my two-year-old daughter, who's now three, I don't, I don't, I don't think I like Burger King chicken fries. <laughs> if they were the best thing ever, she would have eaten those up and asked for more, mm. and she didn't. So I have to say they're probably not the best thing ever. What do you, what do you think, Vernon? Have you ever, you ever done the chicken fry experiment? Nope. <laughs> I no, no. Here's the thing. I remember when I was, uh, when I was in the Navy, and especially when I was, you know, still actively deploying and stuff. Mm. When I would be in port and and you know in in anything re closely resembling a, a home port or a U.S. port, I I used to always get the Burger King chicken fries. Um, but that was also a period of time where I did a lot of self-destructive things. So I don't know if that's the best. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that story, Mike. But the answer is no; they are not the best thing. Ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I have yet to have them. Just never came up. Actually, I'm I'm more of a Wendy's guy. I'll see. I I cannot stand Wendy's burgers. Uh... I actually I actually used to dry heave a little bit thinking about Wendy's burgers for a good chunk of time what? in my life. Yeah, no, don't like them. I like their chicken sandwiches, but their burgers are kind of disgusting. <laughs> Come on, dude. They're, the burgers are gross. I'd rather get a Whopper any day of the week. They're similar to to White Castle burgers, which are also delicious. I don't really like White Castle burgers all that much. I don't. I don't get. I don't get the whole fuss. I don't really understand what Harold and Kumar were going for there. You know what? We just had a Civil War moment where you are. I'd call you. I call you an Iron Man. No, wait. Whoa, whoa. 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 What? The, there's no need to pull out the dirty guns here. I, I'm I'm Iron Man in our Civil War moment. Yes. What? And I'm Captain America <laughs> Cap because Wendy's is most American. That is d decidedly untrue. <laughs> the, there's nothing more American than the Whopper. 
But you know what the meme I'm talking about. I know the meme you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> Where they disagree on something, and at the bottom, it's like Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, we, just had our, we just had our Civil War moment. Yeah. Rally your crew, Truth I'll be rally told, mine. I go to McDonald's more than any of the other ones, and not because <laughs> I like it more, but simply because there's... So this is this is kind of a weird idiosyncrasy for me. In in order to get to a Wendy's or a Burger King, I would either need to get on the highway or I would need to cross a bridge. And I don't want to do either one of those things for fast food. Whereas McDonald's is just down the road. So that's what I do. I go to McDonald's. Well, I mean that that lines up with the documentary I just watched. They have the most branches out of all of them combined, apparently. Mm-hmm. There's uh there is a Burger King that I could go to, but it's in, not in a nice part of town. Uh, just just don't get out of the car. Just go through the drive-through. Yeah, I don't Ooh, know. Waving your wallet around. It's, it's, in it's also it's town, not it, so I, not in a nice part of town. Might might be selling it a little short in that. It's also even though it's not on a highway away, it's probably a good twenty minute drive away, mm-hmm. regardless. So we used to have a Wendy's and I I actually I used to go to that Wendy's to get myself chicken sandwiches because as I mentioned, I like the chicken sandwiches and their fries are really good at Wendy's. Oh, yes. The sea salt ever since they started doing this. Ever since they started doing that. Yeah, they've been so good and I love their fries. Like I said, they have really good chicken sandwiches. I, I really enjoyed them. And so, literally, I went to a Wendy's on a Tuesday afternoon one time, and and I got a sandwich, and it was really good. And then the following Saturday, I thought to myself, hey, I think I could go for some Wendy's. So I go to the same Wendy's, gone, closed, shut down, like, (laughs) windows boarded up. Literally, literally five days later, there was no indication that was going to happen when I went there. (laughs) There were no signs or anything? No signs, no shutting down soon. They weren't starting any deconstruction process. And then five days later, it's just gone, just gone. And I just, I'm I'm just stunned. There's still nothing there. It is still just like a, a Wendy's carcass just on the side <laughs> of the road. I think you really, I think you were really excited about that chicken sandwich and those fries. Yeah. There, there must've been some notice. Maybe, maybe we'll get a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I don't, I love those chicken sandwiches. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. It is, it is. They have waffle fries. It is a spell. I am under it. I can't help it. They have little packets of Texas Pete that you can put on your spicy chicken club. Is this a full endorsement? No, this is not an endorsement. Except the lemonade. I endorse the lemonade. Their lemonade is good, man. That's some good yeah, lemonade. Although I've cut out processed sugar from my diet, so I don't think I can have their lemonade anymore. Oh, me too. Oh shoot, I can't have their lemonade. I just cut out. Pro- I cut out processed sugar. How long have you been processed sugar free? Uh, twenty days, and then I had Domino's the other night. Oh yeah, <laughs> Domino's does have some sugar in it. I don't count Domino's because I have to live my life, man. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's a huge difference between the amount of sugar I'd find in a lemonade and the amount of sugar that you find in like the dough and sauce at a Domino's. Agreed. And the sausage, because I love sausage and mushroom pizza. Oh, the sausage, yeah. Anyway, speaking of pizza, uh-huh. our next question comes from our own Axelon of Enthusiasts, at Axelon Primus on Twitter. He asks, pineapples on pizza, the world must know the Hero Talk opinion. And Chris, frequent guest on the Point Streak podcast, seconds this question. All right, Vern, I'll start with you. What's your opinion? Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Can't do it. Nay. Really? Can't so, do it. People love pineapple ham. I, I tried it a couple of times. It's like, what? what is it? Um, it's like tofu. I've tried it many times because people around me love it. Can't shut up about it. 
honey, I love you if you're listening, but pineapple on pizza is terrible. All right. So we've just had our second Civil War moment of the podcast. <laughs> let me let me describe to you my ideal pizza. Okay. If if I if I could just order whatever pizza I wanted, it would be pineapple, ham, roasted red peppers, and oh, hot sauce. God. That is my ideal pizza. That is the pizza I could eat for the rest of my life and be happy. Oh, I am no. I am I love the pineapple and ham. Uh if I was just pineapple and ham, I would still be happy. But I and then I like the roasted red peppers with it, and then I like the hot sauce. But I love pineapple on pizza. I love it. It is my favorite pizza. It has oh. been my favorite pizza for as long as I can remember liking pizza. No, it I is, can't do it, it is amazing. It is my personal favorite. I could eat it morning, noon, and night. Mm, that that good for you. Yeah, so that's that's I can't the, do it. And as I'm the host of Hero Talk, that's the official Hero Talk opinion is that pineapple and pizza is awesome. <laughs> uh, fine. Yep. All right. So speaking of pizza, we uh, have an additional question from John Layola, who is host of the One Track Gamers podcast or co-host, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Corey and Amanda. Cormanda. I don't know. I forget which combined name that we've been nice, using. Uh, nice shipping there. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, at One Track Punk on Twitter, he asks, "What's your favorite dish and why is it pizza?" So obviously, because pizza is <laughs> awesome, right? Pizza is amazing. I just had it a couple of nights ago. So did I. I love pizza. Um, I like Domino's pizza of the chains. That's my favorite. I'm I'm starting to kind of lean more towards. Actually, you know what? No, I, I'm not leaning more towards Papa John's, but I will. I will dig on some Papa John's if mm-hmm. it's if it's you know it's not like I'll. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll kick. I wouldn't kick it out of bed, but um, <laughs> the, well, listen, uh, I'm not here to judge you, man. <laughs> uh, other than you know, I, I get I'm Judge Greg, and I kind of perpetually judge you, but I wasn't gonna judge you. But yeah, if it's in, if it's in the room, I'm not gonna turn it away. Oh, I gotta order Domino's now. No, yeah. I, I'll eat it, and it's 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 pretty decent. I love their their garlic sauce. Dip the pizza in it i i do love i refer to it as cholesterol sauce but yes i do love it uh yes yes that is uh Um, that is more apt description yeah so (laughs) so i will say i definitely this is how i can prove i prefer Domino's. i live in the delivery zone for papa john's and i will still drive myself to Domino's to pick up my pizza (laughs) and bring it back home because i i have you know those like the things that the Domino's delivery guys have like the oven the the I not the oven but you know what they the the, the big the, the red bags. rubber thing that you put all the pizzas in to keep it warm yeah I have one of those specifically for when I go to what? Domino's to get their pizza you bought it yeah you went out to buy one specifically for Domino's specifically so that when I go to get my Domino's pizza it will be warm when I bring it back home but I mean you can use it it's a bigger one and so if I turn it on its side like I can put like my Chinese takeout in there when I want to <laughs> go get Chinese takeout and bring it home because no Chinese yeah. place delivers to my house. And there's this amazing Chinese restaurant in town, but it's like a good 15 minute drive away. So when I go there, I know I have 15 minutes to get get it back home and keep it warm. So I use the same thing. But yeah, it's that's what I do. And so even though I could get Papa John's delivered, and sometimes I do get Papa John's simply because I just don't feel like leaving the house and I want pizza. And yeah. Papa John's is perfectly serviceable pizza. I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm not gonna turn down Papa John's, but. There's just something about that. Out of bed yeah, there's something about that fiery Hawaiian Domino's pizza that I just love. Uh, back to the Hawaiian. Yeah, I will say I do not like pineapple on Papa John's pizza. I don't think they get good pineapple. Well, that's a start, I guess. Yeah, you know, I actually I went to one. Uh, there's one pizza place that I really love. It's a local a local joint, 
And I ordered a Hawaiian from there, you know, because it's like my favorite kind of pizza, right? Mm -hmm. And they put crushed pineapple on their Hawaiian pizza. I'm not sure if that's awesome or gross. That was gross, by the way. That was <laughs> that was terrible. I ate that, and I'm like, no. Oh, my goodness, no. No, 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 no. Crushed pineapple. Crushed pineapple. So it's just like the pineapple's just mixed in with the cheese and stuff. Oh, it, ew. Right. So it's like that's the pineapple worse. permeates every single bite, and there's no, like, unique flavors in what you're eating. It was – that was terrible. I will say, if somebody tried pineapple on pizza for the first time and that was what they ate, I could perfectly well see why they would hate pineapple on pizza for the rest of their lives. Well, okay, so I have to clarify. I don't hate pineapple that much to where, like, you know, if there's pineapple pizza and that's the only thing and I, you know, I didn't feel like talking on the phone to order more pizza, I would just pick the pineapples off. But if it's mixed in with Yeah, there's no picking them off this pizza. Good God. Yeah, that was such a bad call. That was just, ugh. Like, and I'm saying this as a person who loves pineapple on pizza, whose <laughs> right. favorite kind of pizza is pineapple pizza. And even I say, yuck, no, that's kind of disgusting. That was a mistake. Okay, I'm so, glad we're on the same page. No more Civil War. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I would say, you know it's wrong when even I will say, no, no. <laughs> I love pineapple on pizza, but this is a travesty. <laughs> So, all right, there we go. Thanks, John. Uh, moving on. So next we have Nick from the Gamers Without Borders podcast, where I'm a co-host. Uh, so you can talk to him at, at uh, another GMG blog. Or you can follow us on at GWBpod. I can say us because I'm a co-host. There we go. Plug in, my, uh, plug in my side gig there. Well done. Thanks. Uh, he asked, thoughts on Star Trek Discovery? Yeah, I refuse to get that CBS app. I'm not going to watch this show. Yeah, no. If I didn't, you know, I'm not going to pay for it, but I will get it for free. I will <laughs> happily admit that I'm a pirate. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like that they have this show that people want to watch and they're trying to use it to sell this subscription service. I'm, I mean, I've heard lots of good things about Star Trek Discovery. I kind of want to see it, but at the same time, I feel like we're in that stage of life. Like, between the original series and the next generation, we need a good decade of no Star Trek for a while to sort of cleanse our palette of Enterprise and the J.J. Abrams reboots, kind of let the dust settle on that, and then and then reintroduce Star Trek to us. I think that's where we are right now. I'm not sure that the world is ready for a Star Trek Discovery, and I think by placing so many barriers between the viewer and how to watch it, I think the show's going to suffer because of that. Yeah, interesting. So, So you think that it hasn't been long enough between Star Trek shows in order to have a new Star Trek show. Yeah, I think so. I think we, we became a little oversaturated towards the end there when Deep Space Nine and Voyager were coming out and then Enterprise and all those movies were, were hitting. And I think I think Star Trek needs to be sort of like Star Wars, where you have to sort of gradually release it to the people because I'm just I'm a little Star War I'm a little Star Trek out and, and I they try to ground so much of it in in reality and kind of base it on like current day navy and you can only do that so often and then have these amazing stories and i i've heard the debates mm. right now that apparently there's a captain on star trek discovery that people think is a better captain than than kirk and it's sort of picardesque and i i like captain kirk mostly because he was a bad captain i think that's what endeared me to him he's actually a really <laughs> terrible captain yeah he is but it made me like him, so I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I find a hard time leveling with Picard because I just, you, you know, you can't really... 
I can't see myself in a character who just inherently makes no mistake like Picard does, you know? But he's amazing. I get he's amazing, but, like, I can't... I can't relate to that because I've been in situations similar to Picard and I have screwed them up royally because I'm a human (laughs) being and Picard is incapable of mistake. And I think that's what I like about Kirk Hmm. is because Kirk will screw everything up and then he will like just barely manage to scrape it together and he will send a message off to Starfleet like, yeah, we're good. Just, (laughs) just, we're good. We're good. Just relax down there. We're good. I mean, they all violate the Prime Directive. Oh, they all. I don't even know why needs. there's a Prime Directive anymore. Let's just. <laughs> they always violate. If it. you always can find a good excuse to violate it, why even have it? <laughs> you know, it's it. It does you no good if you constantly violate it. All right, last question. Last question comes from Tony, from the No Time for Time Travel podcast. Still great name at NTFTT Pod, and he asks. So, a question is probably going to take some thought. If you could be any sidekick to a superhero, who would you be and why? And so I, there's two different ways you could take this question. You could either be like, what existing sidekick would you want to be or why? Or you could even say, like, if you could create yourself as a sidekick to an existing hero who does not normally have a sidekick, who would you be and why? Hmm. Yeah, I... So and just you be- could, like, pick your powers and stuff like that? I mean, sure. That's... It's our podcast. It doesn't matter how he intended the question. We can take it any way we want, Tony. What are you going to do about it? It's my it's my podcast. It's already going to be published by the time you realize we totally took your question in a different direction. Well, my gut wants to go with Batman, but mm-hmm. I know that's terrible. Because then you'd be, what, Robin? No, I don't mind Robin, but I don't like... I also want to... I don't want to follow someone who's super cold and calculating. Like... I wouldn't want to be a part of the Bat family. No, that's a, that seems very dysfunctional. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. And just, I, you know, there's, there's with any superhero gig or you know sidekick gig, there's always the chance that you never make it home. Like you could die on the job. Um, but I feel like with Batman and his rogues gallery and the risks that he's willing to I take, think Batman like, loses more sidekicks than than most. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm not confident in his uh, yeah. in his success ratio when it comes to sidekicks. I mean, if you're working at night in the shadows and he's wearing all black and you're wearing bright red and green, <laughs> you you know that you're a calculated risk and that he's willing to live with. Well, wait a minute. There is a there is a, a piece of well, like one of the comics. I can't remember where it is, but he's like. I think he's explaining it to Dick as a as when he first starts out as Robin. Like he wants to, he wants to wear all black, like uh, like Batman. And he's like, you know, you have to earn the darkness. You have to own the darkness in order to in yeah. order to wear the black or yeah, something. That's, a, like that's that. a fun way of saying I need someone shooting at you and not me. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of, no like a bulletproof. Like, Dick. oh, that's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um. So my gut would say would say Batman, but that is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, after thinking about it, so no, I would not want to pair up with Batman. Um, I would say Spider Man, but mm, no, you don't want to be Spider Lad. Which, which one? Like, <laughs> do mm-hmm. I want to pair up with Peter Parker, who can who can never seem to? I I don't know, like. There's something off about Peter Parker that I would not want to follow. He has very poor time management skills. 
Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and Miles Morales is basically just a kid. So I'm not yeah. really sure if you want a sidekick to like a, a, a literal child. Uh, I mean, maybe Spider-Man 2099. I've never, I'm not uh, as familiar with 2099, that character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Spider-Man 2099, but I mean, I, I'm also weird. So don't base that off me. <laughs> I get it. I'm a weird dude. I, I sometimes like characters nobody else likes. Well, I would say Captain America, but then he's a man out of time and I'd have to constantly be teaching him stuff. Yeah. Or you could just be Bucky and, you know, be an international assassin with God. a metal arm. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to be Bucky because <laughs> that that implies that I'm in a romantic relationship with Steve Rogers, which it, I already does. don't want to be his sidekick. So they, I don't want to be in a. <laughs> it, it is, and you know what? I'm happy for them. Good for the boys. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess I would either have to say Black Lightning or oh, good choice, because then that puts you like sort of in static shock territory. Yeah. 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 Either either Black Lightning or and there's one more that's on the tip of my tongue, but you go ahead while I think of it. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. You, you <laughs> just said Black Lightning and it threw my answer off and now I Well, I'm... you can say Black Lightning. <laughs> so so you know what I was going to say? And this is going to sound weird, but I was going to say Aquaman so I could be Aqualad, but not like the comic book Aqualad that everyone hates. I mean like Calder from Teen Titans or uh Young Justice. Yeah. Because I thought Calder was awesome. And I thought, you know, if I could have Kelder's powers, that would be pretty sweet. Huh. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But then you said Black Lightning, and man, I am such a fanboy for Black Lightning. <laughs> it's not it's not even fair. Now I'm thinking, like, I could be Static Shock. Man, I could be Static. Yeah, you know what? I changed my answer. I'm going to be Black. I want to be Black Lightning sidekick. Ooh, you know what? What? Black Panther. Oh, snap. That's Black Panther. Black, that's who's sidekick I'd want to be. Oh, man. That's a good choice. Like, he oh, you would, would get, like, the full vibranium suit and everything. Yes, and he would be, like, a very, like, rigorous trainer, mm-hmm. but, like, you would, like, he's he's got, like, the, the, the heart behind him where, like, you could feel like he gives a crap about you. Yeah, so it'd be like, it'd be like training with Batman, except he's not trying to get you killed. <laughs> yeah, like, he would put you in the same armor that he has. Yeah. You know, and he would, like, you know, work with you in terms of, like, you know, coordinated missions and things like that, not send mm-hmm. you in first and then he goes in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a big target on your oh, chest. Black Panther, that's colors. a good pick. I'm still so, yeah, I'm so torn. Like, I know Aquaman is, like, sort of a weird choice to have as the mentor, but then, I mean, Cowler was awesome in Young Justice. Well, which Aquaman would you go with? Would you go with the... um well, see, would then, you go with the Jason Momoa one? Or he kind of seems with... like he would not be fun to mentor under, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's he seems... kind of a party dude. Yeah, he dr- seems like drunker. he would just annoy me. He'd be like, all right, you coming? Like, um, we're kind of in the middle of something here. Ox? That's what I, I imagine I call him, Ox. Can we, can we like, maybe finish with the poachers first, and then we can worry about, you know, getting a bottle of Jack from the bar? You jerk. Right. Actually, if we're talking about superheroes, it doesn't necessarily have to be Marvel or DC. I would go with Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. Huh. That after could be fun. he's learned the lesson that he can't do everything on yeah, his own. Yeah, after he learns his lesson, right. Yeah. So Black Panther or Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. You know what? You know you know what now now you got me thinking? What about Frozone? I would hmm. love me some ice powers, man. I would be like Elsa up in that place. Just <laughs> 
just boom, let it go, let it go. Just crystals everywhere, man. I could do some damage with some ice powers. Make your own gown. Make my own gown. I would look fabulous. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So there's a couple of options. I didn't actually yeah. pick one. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> I was going to say Wolverine at one point, but. Oh, no. What are you kidding work. me? Yeah, that wouldn't work at all. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Wolverine, not a good mentor. Might as well just say Cyclops at that point. Well, If you're going to go I cold and distant, at least with go with somebody who can teach you to fight. Wolverine's going to be like, all right, here's what you need to do. Learn over the course of 200 years. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing. I have no problem with Cyclops. It's Professor X that I have a problem with. Yeah, he's a jerk. I feel like Professor X is not a good mentor for the X-Men. I just, it just feels weird to me. All right, anyway, so you know what? You know what? Let's put this one to bed. Vernon, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. And, and great if, questions, guys. Yeah, great questions from our amazing community out there on Twitter. Um, if you have any other questions for us, you can hit us up on Twitter. We are at Real Hero Talk, or you can talk to me at Judge Greg is Law. And Vernon, you are at what? At BLKDRGN15. BLKDRGN15. For any more of our content, check out EnthusiX.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Just search for EnthusiX. And until next time, uh, this is Judge Greg saying, I didn't tell you because I was trying to protect you. Mm-hmm.